1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome back to the Pixie Dust Podcast. I am here again with Erica Murphy, who had to take last week off. So I sad. I talked for 52 minutes. It was good. I listened. Did you? I did. Yeah, it was really good. All of it? I Maybe not all <laughs> of it. <that. laughs> yeah, it was long. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to explain my upcoming vacation and then as I explained it, I just kept explaining it. So very happy to have you back. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. It was so sad. I couldn't be here last week. I'm yeah. sorry. But we're, we're back in, yeah. in good order. Uh, Erica Murphy is a travel agent with Magic Expeditions. You can find her on Facebook at Erica Murphy Magic Expeditions. That's E-R-I KA or you can uh, email her Erica at magicexpeditions.com. So this is going to be kind of a fun episode I think that walks you through the process, the actual what do I do to book said Disney World vacation because you know, obviously there's all the planning, there's all the, the the structuring of do this on this day and that on that day. But how do you go about making sure that the Disney World magical vacation that you are wanting to take actually, is uh, put into practice and put into play. Erica comes into play because she is a travel agent, and the best thing about that is that it doesn't cost you any money to use her. So first and foremost, I would say get yourself a good travel agent, and certainly mine is Erica's. If you've heard Tony Colombo on the Main Street Cred episodes of the Pixie Dust Podcast, then uh, you know him, and he uses Erica, and lots of my friends and family have used her and just have, in general, been so very glad with I'm just going to put it first and foremost. I love you, but you've saved me a lot of money. Yeah. So that's my favorite part. Yeah. And then I get to work with you. Yeah. Um, so the the idea crosses somebody's mind. They think, you know, Disney World might be, might be something that I'm more interested in checking out than I thought of before. Mm-hmm. What's, at what point is it the right time to reach out? to somebody like you, either you or a travel agent. Maybe they know that their cousin is a travel agent or whatever. But at what point do you suggest that they start that conversation? I say at the
2: very conception of the idea, uh, only because we have a lot of knowledge as far as promos that come out. Uh, Disney is very sporadic. Uh, We always say uh, expect the unexpected because you never really know what Disney's going to do. But we have an idea of what's been done in the past. You know, We know that in June the dates for 2021 are going to come out there's typically going to be a promo out with something like that so really when you first get the idea that i think i want to take my disney, my family to disney um, you know not not really have any dates planned we can have that conversation at the very beginning because if there's a promo out that may help guide your timeline. So you know you may be thinking. You might be very much so persuaded by doing it for a thousand dollars less at this yeah. time than the other. So maybe you're thinking oh I want to go over Christmas and then we say are you sure you want to go over Christmas and then free dining is in the fall so you know just really having those conversations to begin with I think is is uh, really smart because we can kind of help guide and
0: shape your vacation. And you can also say if someone's like oh I just want to be at Disney World at Christmas mm-hmm. and you say are you sure you want to be at Christmas and they say yes absolutely and you say let me show you the crowd calendar let me explain uh, you know the dynamic pricing that goes along mm-hmm. and they're like I want to be there at Christmas Yeah. then you you really need to get with Erica super fast because that's also due to the crowds there yeah. going to be a highly uh, packed event and mm-hmm. rooms are going to go and, and so to be able to access the things you want to make sure that you have uh, booked in your trip you want to make sure that you're as close to the front of the line to get those mm-hmm. things booked as you possibly can.
2: Well, and not only that, I mean, having those conversations, why do you want to go over Christmas time? Do you want to see the Christmas decorations? Do you want to see the parades and all that? Because you can see the same holiday decorations and the holiday events and go the first couple weeks of December when everything is out, but the crowds aren't going to be that much. So, you can go in November, you know, can't you? You can go in
0: November, Yeah. Isn't it like November 2nd they start putting them up? It's like, yeah. I think there's a Mickey's Not So Scary on Mm -hmm. November 1st, because I was looking at these dates this year, and you could go to a Mickey's Not So Scary on November 1st, but then overnight, magically, Halloween straight to starting Christmas up. Yeah, and it's like, it's literally overnight. You could
2: go in one day and see the giant pumpkins, and then the next day it's the Christmas trees. And they won't have necessarily all of the uh, resort stuff up. Like I think the gingerbread houses take a little bit longer to come up. But, you know, that's what I mean, having those conversations about what if the crowds are down
0: significantly, if the cost might be down, if you can get a better room for a lesser price, still get your Christmas decorations in the Magic Kingdom. You compare things. Exactly. And it's hard to know all of the different things to compare. Because you do not know what you do not know. Exactly. And it's your job
2: to know. It is my job to know. And because we're looking at it every day, we're privy to the, we're the first ones that get to know when these promos come out. So even if you have already booked and say, okay, I want to go in November and then come this summer, another promo goes out. If it's better than what you already have, or maybe we had to get you in into standard rate because of the time, we can apply that promo to your reservation. So when you work with a travel agent, it's they are constantly looking at your reservation. So it is it's really smart to to get a travel agent at the very, very beginning.
0: So I'm thinking my kids would love to go to Disney World or maybe I'm a grandma and I'm thinking my grandkids would mm-hmm. maybe love to go to Disney World. And I don't have any idea how much it's going to cost. I don't understand the lingo except for I do now because I listen to the Does <laughs> podcast. Um So, you know, you start to educate yourself. It's very, it's a very difficult thing to dip your toe in. Mm -hmm. You really have to go head first, dive in Mm -hmm. and decide time to learn about this because it is, it is a big investment. Um, I will echo what you just said about getting with a travel agent as soon as possible, because first of all, a conversation with you doesn't cost anything to anybody Mm -mm. and the, Initial cost to the person who is booking this trip once to secure what you think you're going to do is a very minimal investment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, so for a $200 deposit, you can book your reservation. And so that that allows you to book your fast passes, to book your dining reservations. You just have to have the full payment due 30 days in advance. And I have a lot of people that come through and, you know, it is an investment, but a lot of people are like, wow, that's a lot less than I thought it was going yeah. to be. Because there's different things that you can do. If You can easily make it... A lot more expensive if you want to do the deluxe plant and you want to do a you deluxe You could probably worship.
0: spend an infinite amount of money.
2: You could. You absolutely could. <laughs> I mean, you want to, you know, stay at a villa with the two of you in the presidential suite.
0: Yeah, But you don't have to. But you don't have to. And yeah. you might say, so I was, I'm talking with uh, a family member of mine who's considering going somewhere around the fall. And the question right now is October or November. And I'm kind of pushing maybe the October mm-hmm. dates because the Mickey's not so scary thing mm-hmm. I think will be because it's, it's going to be a eh, four night, five day trip ish. And I think that the Mickey's not so scary would be a really cool thing. Cause they have little kids. Mm-hmm. So did you guys do it last time? No, we've yeah. never been. Well, we've, we have we we always leave like the first week of August. Yeah. If we went, I, I just don't know that we can make it work mm-hmm. with uh, my husband being a teacher, which I think a lot of people will relate to kids in school. If your kids can, can handle it, you can always pull your kids out of school. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a, that's a, Very personal decision based on every family and each kid individually as well. But when your husband's a teacher, he can't just like up and leave and go to Disney. (laughs) At least not that I'm aware of or not that he's comfortable with. So we kind of try to have we've we've gone. The longest trip. Well, we've we've only taken two family trips. So the first trip we took was, I think, five nights, six days. And then the second trip was eight nights, nine days. Mm-hmm. And that was so that we could, which if you listen to the marathon episode last <laughs> week, um, I kind of explained how the progress of, you know, my first trip, what we plan to do. And then the lessons that I learned about how my family does Disney World mm-hmm. and how we've modified that from trip to trip to trip. And one of them was we wanted to go longer. Not so that we could do that much more stuff, but so that we could get all this stuff in mm-hmm. and take a deep breath yeah, every once in a while. And I don't know that it would be possible on your first trip to not just feel like wired, like, yeah. I want to go, I want to see, I want to play, I want to do... So that, that does make a difference. Yeah.
2: But And I think that that's up to the family, too. So I had a family that came back last week. This was their second trip, and they hadn't been in years. And they were very laid back to the point where I was a little anxious because I was like, are you sure this is what you, you know, are you sure that this is OK? That, you know, they were like, yeah, we'll get reservations when we get reservations. And we'll we'll just be this. And I I was really anxious as their agent just being like, I want to make sure that they have the best vacation. And she was sending me pictures the whole time they were having a great time and they were just leisurely walking through the parks and they were fine just experiencing dizzy disney without having just absorbing it just absorbing it all in so really it's it's every family is different you know what's best for you and i like i said i was getting anxiety because i'm like you still have dining credits left and we don't have reservations for you and they had the best time and
0: you know i i've I've talked about this previously but There is so much information out there right now on advice and best practices and tips and tricks and hacks on on your best Disney World vacation. You know, that's the version of somebody's best Disney World vacation. And chances are, every tip that you hear, you should listen to and observe it and then apply it to your family and see how it shakes out. Mm -hmm. Because one of the biggest things that my family is adapting is we're eating one less meal mm-hmm. a day because we realized we were spending so much time eating and we were not hungry. Yeah. And we're moving that second or that first meal instead of having a breakfast on most days we're eating the latest breakfast we can book. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a brunch. Mm-hmm. So that way we get get away with two credits. We'll have snacks in. we'll have oatmeal mm-hmm. and probably like toast or something like that depending on the room we stay in maybe some cereal so that we can eat something in the morning so the kids have something in their system in the way uh, some fruit and stuff but that way when we go to sit down to eat that first meal we're hungry and when we get to the six o'clock meal for dinner we're hungry because the food is amazing and you want to eat like I remember being like I'm so disappointed (laughs) I can't eat anything here I'm stuffed and I haven't even like looked at the menu yet because it's just so much food But the biggest thing behind that is scheduling brunches for us allows us to ease into the parks Mm -hmm. on our own. Timetable, which means if we get to bed earlier, if we get a good night's sleep and everybody's up, we can go rope drop if we want to that morning. But we also don't have to Mm -hmm. if if there's a if there's a situation where. We've got a, you know, like a 10.45 or an 11 a.m. depending on the restaurant. I think the latest brunch we could schedule was like 11.20. I think Chef Mickey's is like an 11.10 or 11.20. Mm-hmm. And that brunch actually is half lunch, half breakfast because they start putting lunch stuff out. But if we decide that day that we're wiped, maybe we partied hard the night before at an after hours thing or something like that, we can decide we're going to catch up on sleep we're going to stroll into chef mickey's late and then maybe we'll stay out late that night again or something. So yeah. we do better, I think, not trying to rope drop every day. It yeah. was it was exhausting mm-hmm. specifically for my husband. Yeah. Because he's he's the guy who gets up early and is like Making things happen, and it takes me longer to get up in the morning, get a shower, and dry my hair and stuff. So he's trying to get. He's just like, I think I would like it if we could slow it down a couple mornings. like, we can do that. We can totally do that. But we had to learn it.
2: Well, and I think that's something that that's another misconception that people are like, oh, like a Disney vacation is so much work, and it's not really a vacation because it's go go go. It's what you make of it. So totally up to you. It's up to you. I mean, we. Always book in the afternoon. We never book stuff in the morning because if we want to sleep until ten, we'll sleep until ten. I mean, yeah, you that know, can feel like vacation
0: for a lot of people. Exactly.
2: Like if we want to go hang out by the pool or sit at the fake beach, like, and actually feel more it's like. Fake. I mean, oh, <laughs> Orlando's not exactly on a coast.
0: <laughs> yes, it, it is.
2: <laughs> it's on it's, my coast.
0: It is. It's a Disney beach, which I like better than actual beaches because they're clean. Yeah, I'm not. T- <laughs> I'm totally with you on that. Well, going back to like talking to my about my um, family member who's considering making this trip in the fall, mm-hmm. I was planning it out and I priced everything out for her and I priced out. Park hopper tickets because mm-hmm. I just thought this will give her more flexibility. I don't know if she's gonna want to go back I don't want her to feel like she's limited yeah but as I was pricing it out, if she stays four nights and five days, I don't really know that on that I think it's possible that the park hopper might be overwhelming
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you'll lose time when you travel mm-hmm. but if we purchased a Mickey's not so scary evening for her and for her kids. She would be able to park hop in essence that yeah. day because she could. You could go to Epcot because I, she has littler kids, so I don't know that they're going to want to spend a full day at Epcot. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in October, which means it's going to be Food and Wine, which means it's going to be slammed. Mm-hmm. Like you can knock out the morning, do a Garden Grill breakfast, mm-hmm. and do the do the do the rides that you want to knock out at Epcot. Experience it. Take the afternoon off, and then go do a Mickey's Not So Scary. And I think the price difference between. In total, for five park days, going from a single-day ticket to a park hopper ticket added like $375, I think, for that amount of time. And the Mickey's Not So Scary for all of them for that same night was about $500. Mm -hmm. So I was like, here's what I would do. Like, you can do it all. I'm giving you all your options. But... You can drop the the park hopper. You can totally make this trip work for you. And you can still go to Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. an additional time at night. Yeah. So. And honestly, we
2: rarely do the hopper. We've got it this time because it came with our free dining with the promo. Yeah. But um, we rarely do the hopper because you can still go back to the same park that you checked into. So if you want to come back and take a nap or go swimming, then we can absolutely do that. But for our family, it doesn't necessarily make sense to, to hop because you spend that time transporting and, and work for, fun. for, yeah, for us, it's just, it's, you know, was I it half a dozen, one, six, you know. 6 to one, <laughs> half dozen.
0: I think that the benefit of a park hopper has a lot to do with being able to eat wherever you want to eat. Yeah. I so if, if you have restaurants that you want to take off, if you mm-hmm. want to eat two dinners, three dinners at Epcot, yeah, you almost have to have a park hopper. Yeah. If you're not into the food and you want to ride, 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 mm-hmm. then maybe you don't. And if it's your first trip versus your third, fifth, thirtieth, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's a difference there. Yeah. But it is to each his own. Yeah. So if so, I'm I'm talking to my family member because she knows nothing about it. Yeah. And I'm trying to I I, I keep telling her, I'm like, I have more information. I have a spreadsheet. but mm-hmm. I'm I don't know that you're ready for a spreadsheet yet. Yeah. Like, I don't want to overwhelm you with information. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting her in the ballpark of, mm-hmm. okay, I, I'm pretty sure I want to go at, at this time. And I'm pretty sure I think that this is what I want to do to, because I know she'll trust me because we're family, but I told, I already told her, I'm like, I have the best travel agent ever. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hand you over to her when you're ready to have these conversations from a booking and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. she will be reaching out to you. I'm sure in yeah. the next, I, I need, I need to have her do it in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. But it's interesting to see her want to do this and just be like wide eyed, yeah. jaw, you know, mouth agape, and it's just like, uh, yay. Yeah. So if you don't have if you don't have a close family member that is really just looking for the next opportunity to discuss how amazing this is going to be yeah. for somebody. They can call you and they, they can have all those conversations with yeah. you. And if you choose not to book at the end of that, that's still fine too.
2: No, absolutely. I would maybe pay you to
0: talk about Disney all day cause Yeah, I no love kidding. it so much. No joke. <laughs> so so people are interested. They contact you, Erica, mm-hmm. at magicexpeditions.com. They say, hi, Disney question mark, maybe question mark, and then yeah. you respond with the questions that need to be asked. But what are some things that what are what are some of the things that are the priorities that tend to dictate mhm what people choose to do in the end i'd assume the number one thing is budget 100 percent. and not just budget but
2: if there's a promo out or something you know what is going to be the best value for somebody so if they're like you know we know we want to go but we don't really know when we want to go what's what's going to be our best value and your best value is going to be going when there's a promotion out obviously yeah and whether that's a room discount or free dining you know that's a conversation that we typically have because Like you said, it's a ton of food, so maybe the free dining isn't as advantageous for you as a room discount would be. So Mm -hmm. you know, you know your family. So having those conversations and kind of giving you all the information and then letting you decide what works best for your family. There's a lot of cogs in the background as far as planning a Disney vacation goes, and that's what our job is: is to make that. As seamless and as easy for you as possible, so that way you can just show up and enjoy your vacation. There's probably
0: an arc too of that that part where you know there's the initial okay. I'm going to ask Erica about this. I you know I'm not mm-hmm. telling the kids or the yeah. grandkids that we're discussing it because I want to be able to back out at any mm-hmm. time. But there probably is an arc of question asking where you know there's the initial question like I I would like to do this help mm-hmm. and. With every question they ask you and you answer it, that then causes four, five, six more questions to be asked where those are good. That's a healthy way to go about the process. Like Mm -hmm. asking those questions makes you can ask it of them if they don't know what questions to ask. And once you kind of get into it or maybe you start finding some YouTube channels that you watch, you start knowing what other questions to ask. Um, do Do you when you're planning with people, do you ever find that they come into it thinking, I know what I, I have a really good feeling of what I do. And then by the time they're going to Disney World, it is looking very differently. Yeah. And it's a lot of that has to do with the promos too, that if
2: they're like, I want to go this time or finding out more information, like the Christmas, for example, I have had people come to me and say, I want to be there for the New Year's Eve fireworks. And so we say, okay, great. Like, let's talk about this. Just make sure
0: you get in the park at 9 a.m.
2: Yeah. Why do you want to do this? What do you want to do? Because I remember going as a kid on, and we went for New Year's Eve and it was not that big of a deal like there weren't that many people there we were able to go see the fireworks there still weren't fast passes it was all these things it was really august 6th and your parents told you yeah. it was new year's eve they're like
0: look the fireworks guess what hey. Hey. and we did a countdown and it was the whole thing we're like why are we it's in like, shorts i'm not you know i am not Mad at the Netflix New Year's Eve countdown? Yeah, that you can play at nine o'clock if that's what you need to do to get <laughs> your kids to bed at nine, yeah. or yourself it. and not feel like you're missing
2: out yeah. on you're it. Like, okay. Uh, so with that being said, people have you know the thought of oh I went in 1984 when it was you know there was not that big of a deal and it was a lot of fun. I want to do that again. It's a much different park. So when people come to me and have. You know, oh, I did this 25 years ago, 30 years ago, um, and then have the conversation about some of the things that have changed and some of the um, crowds that have changed a little bit. Then then the the vacation tends to change a little bit with that, too. Yeah,
0: I think b- budget being one of the prime factors that mm-hmm. dictates. I really do believe that people think that a Disney World is economically unattainable. Yeah, I agree. And It might not be that budget being your your number one priority limits you to what you can do. You might find out you could afford to do quite a lot. You you can make different decisions, you know, in, in the instance of my family member save some money not doing Park Hopper and go check out the Mickey's Not So Scary. You might yeah. you might not think like that you're going to, you you might look at the cost of Mickey's Not So Scary tickets and you might say, I'm, I'm not doing that. But if you move this here and move that there mm-hmm. and you've got an expert like Erica who knows what the promotions are and knows where the saving opportunities are for you and how to take the puzzle pieces of your vacation and put them in line so that it looks like the picture that you want to see that's a huge advantage too. Like you might actually be able to do things that you never dreamt, yeah, that you could have been able to do. Or there may be things
2: out there that you didn't even know existed. So, um, I had another client who went. Uh, it's been a while now, but he he took his wife for her for her birthday, and and I was like, hey, she's a hint, big Disney, mer-. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, he was like, you know, she's already a big Disney person. Guess, spoiler alert it's you no, I'm kidding yeah um hey! <laughs> it's uh she was a big Disney person and he's like I really want to wow her what can I do so we set them up with oh I know um, who this person is yeah <laughs> we set them up with like a moonlight uh fireworks cruise and you know did a really special dinner at the contemporary resort and so you know he didn't even know that that you could take a yacht and it wasn't that a yacht. It's a not yacht. a yacht. Uh, I make things very fancy.
0: When you're a high roller like Jim.
2: <laughs> uh, they took a boat um on the Seven Seas Lagoon and watched the fireworks and had chocolate covered strawberries and champagne and it was a wonderful Lovely. wonderful evening, but he didn't even know that existed. So um, you know, there's a lot that's out there that that is a lot less than I mean, they did a keys to the kingdom tour, which they got to see kind of the behind the scenes stuff and there's a lot of there's a lot out there.
0: Yeah. So, so very cool. Another thing that would probably restrict folks is scheduling. <laughs> so in, in my example, being married to a teacher, I almost said being married to my husband, <laughs> being married to my husband, being married to a teacher, there are things we can do. And there are things that we just cannot do. Right. And, you know, tra- the, the idea of going at a low travel time, they're low travel times because kids are in school. Right. So my husband this is his job. That's his gig. That's what he's going to be doing at the time. Tough luck, Annie. Right. So when you, you know, if I say, if is there a low time at Disney World? Like, drastically different? I mean, I think now might be kind of low. <laughs> it's for different
2: reasons. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, um Anytime that kids are in school, so typically the first couple weeks when they go back to school or the last couple weeks when people aren't going to want to pull their kids out. If there's two weeks left of school, they're probably not going to pull mm-hmm. their kids out. Uh, so, you know, kind of early May, late
1: April. So if kind you want right to go
2: after, on a couple's trip, yeah, do it then. But to be said low crowds at Disney is still very, very crowded because there's adults and a lot of people and there's cheer competitions and run... HVAC com- or <laughs> H- competitions. Can I yes. want to go to an HVAC oh my competition? Gosh. You just started something it's amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm having like a
0: like a dodgeball movie yes. kind of thing going on in my head with people walking in in their HVAC outfits. Yes. I, would, I would love to see that. There was an HVAC convention yes. when we were there at the end of January in the beginning of February. This is February 1st and 2nd. And it, you know, it wasn't, it was not crowded because first of all, it was not what I would call crowded and it was not, not warm. It was cold. Yeah. Like I was very cold. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot imagine because we're we're going back at the end of July. I'm like, we are going to be walking around the same place, sweating, wearing tank tops and shorts with people all over the place. I'm like, yeah. soak this in right now. Yeah. And remember this. We will not believe what we were dealing with before. Yeah. But there what we did find out that there was I think Epcot was super crowded one day. And we're yeah. like, what is going on? Well, we went on a Saturday, it was the Festival of the Arts. Yeah. And there are people everywhere. And then we found out, Oh, there's like the world's largest HVAC convention. Yeah. I'm like, all right, didn't cool. know that. Couldn't have known that, I don't think, at the time. Yeah. So it, does, it those types of little things will impact.
2: Well, and that, you know, even the, like you said, it it wasn't as crowded as, as July. Oh, no. um, I have people, the same group that went a couple weeks ago, she sent me a picture and said, if this is off season, I don't want to see what peak season's like. Because yeah. I think you have this misconception that like, oh, kids are in school, so it's it's low peak times, and we're just going to be able to walk into rides, and, you know, there's not going to be, we're going to have
0: the whole park to ourselves, and that's that's definitely not the case. Also, there's still... Galaxy's Edge opened. Yeah, that's new in August. Uh, Rise of the Resistance, which is an amazing experience, which uh, my husband and I had the pleasure of going on in February. It's it's absolutely amazing. So people have been waiting for this yeah, for oh some my time, gosh. long time, and it's here. <laughs> yeah. So that can that can you know it may not be a typical February. Yeah, because Rise of the Resistance has been open mm-hmm. for two months. Yeah, so so that makes a difference too. I will say though that. The idea that summer, when I was speaking with my family, she's like, I just don't want to go during summer. I don't want to go when it's going to be super jam-packed. Summer isn't necessarily the super peak time anymore. In fact, like the crowd calendar when we go, and if you just Google like Disney World crowd calendars, there's some really good ones out there. I think we have some days in the beginning of August. Florida schools go back on like the first or second of August. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But we have some days that are like a 7 out of 10 yeah maybe an 8 out of 10 where and i don't know that there's any 9 out of 10 days unless there's a saturday in there that is but that's not even 2 years ago it was busier during the summer. Disney's yeah. done a lot to try to spread out those crowds. Yeah, absolutely. And
2: speaking of those crowd calendars, uh, Ryan actually texted me the other day and was like, how closely do you look at these? And I use them as a guide. I There's a million of them out there, and everyone's going to say a million different things. So I don't typically look too deep into it like i wouldn't go and change a reservation just because of a disney crowd calendar because there's a lot of things that play into it this is their best guess at what they think is going to be and they could be wrong and they could be wrong they may not know that there's an hvac convention they may Who not would? know <laughs> they Good may not grief. know that um you know rise of the resistance is gonna you know open early or mickey rail is going to yeah, cause because they're they're, because
0: they're they're they're,
2: they're predicting like a year out exactly so it's like you know the farmer's almanac like this is our best
0: guess wait that's not real. Right. <laughs> wait it says it's supposed everything to everything is today. a lie yeah <laughs> it's I, fake news i think that i use crowd calendars because when i sit down and i'm looking at nine days in my mm-hmm. spreadsheet i'm like well, where do i start mm-hmm. so i go and i'll look at what the green check days are i put them in my Spreadsheet Mm -hmm. in a in a row that is like here's what the crowd calendar suggests is the best park Mm -hmm. here's where the extra magic hours are, and then I just start putting things in. But it's as much because I have to start somewhere. Sure. Yeah. I love the initial sit down and like, yeah, what are we gonna do? And then it gets color coded and
2: organized. (laughs) it's uh, i always start with the extra magic hours so if you don't have a park hopper i'm probably not going to put you in that park just because they tend to be the most crowded and then the rest of them if you have your dates set um you know there's different things like people typically go to magic kingdom on the first day of their trip so if you go on a monday i'd probably steer clear of of magic kingdom and you know kind of go another route but um as far as as the the crowd calendars go it's just it's just their their best guess. I
0: also don't think particularly that you're going to notice. Like it, it, in most cases, the change between one day or the other is not going to be drastic enough no. for you to be like, wow, there's just nobody here. I made the best <laughs> choice possible or this is a disaster. Yeah, there's tons of people at Disney World. What I would the, the one thing regarding crowd calendars that I would pay attention to is what are the new rides or attractions or Mm -hmm. anything that have just opened or what are things that have really closed down because you have to take into account locals. And so if, you know, for instance, Rise of the Resistance being open, it's a very competitive boarding pass system that you have to participate in. Saturdays and Sundays are probably going to be much more competitive than a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So you might want to consider factoring you know the latest developments so Hollywood Studios got all the new stuff going right now it's going to be the toughest park to get in every day no matter what but it's going to be extra hard on Saturdays when people aren't going to work or Sundays if people are you know using their morning to to visit so that's kind of a way to modify Mm -hmm. how you plan it but if you're looking at a crowd calendar and someone's like oh this is a red day for Magic Kingdom but you really wanted to go to Magic Kingdom that day yeah go yeah (laughs) I agree do what you want
2: yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was telling. Them. I'm like, let's not change because now you've already booked your dining. So yeah. I I wouldn't change your dining just because the only thing that I stay away from, like I said, is the extra magic hours because that is going to be the busiest parks. That's where everybody goes. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the one thing that I, I typically advise if you don't have a hopper to stay. It's, that hour is not worth the extra crowds. It's going to be in the park that day.
0: So if people reach out to you, Erica at MagicExpeditions.com, that's E-R-I-K-A at MagicExpeditions.com, Uh, They can just start the conversation with Mm -hmm. you if they if you are halfway through planning a trip and, you know, maybe you're going in the late spring or early summer and you don't have a travel agent. You can still Mm -hmm. connect with Erica and she can still help you because the other key thing here is what you've kind of touched on already, which is if you have something booked right now and something better comes available, it costs you nothing to you rebook your vacation at the lower rate, you get that money off the to cost of your trip.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's and a no-brainer. Even if you've already booked, um, you know we can we can help you out with that too. So if you want me to just take a look at kind of your your thoughts and, and what you have planned, um, if it's within 30 days of your travel, like if it's past 30 days of your travel, um, I can move it over to our agency to where I can watch for those promos for you too. So even if you already have a reservation, we can help you out too.
0: So um, anything else that you would advise people to have if if they're considering this, if they're thinking about contacting you, if they're thinking about booking a trip? Is there anything else that comes to mind that you suggest? Yeah, I mean, I
2: just suggest just do it because and, and I say that because it's a lot more affordable than you would think. We can help you, you know, get. A value resort. You don't have to do the dining plan. You know, there's different definitely different things you can do it. But um in a world of chaos and news and everything that's going on right now, it's those memories are going to be with you for the rest of your life. So if you keep putting it off and say, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Just do it like we don't know. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen tomorrow? We don't know you know job changes and life changes and and all of these things. um so i'm I'm all about living in the now.
0: I would right also now. too say you know, with the current situation uh you know with with the virus that's going around and you know Disney's gonna decide to do whatever Disney's gonna decide to do. I think now might be a great time to if if you're comfortable with traveling if mm-hmm. this if this does uh, become a more advantageous time to travel. In the near future, there might be some really good opportunities yeah. that do arise to, mm-hmm. to get a good deal on some travel yeah. and connect with somebody who, as soon as those happen, they can snatch them up for you and and, and you can be on your trip and, and, you know, have a magical vacation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, now everybody's taking extra precautions. So, I mean... Now may be the best time to go because mm-hmm. the the airplanes are probably going to be a lot cleaner than they ever have been. <laughs> no <so>. joke.
0: <laughs> I saw somebody on the news, uh, which is my day job. I watch a lot of news, talking about the way they are disinfecting airplanes right yeah. now, and the, like everyone's like, "How are you doing it before?" They weren't. That's yeah. what it was. They weren't <laughs> doing it
2: before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So that's what, I mean, I
2: always. I'm Dan makes fun of me when we travel because I have my little spray mm-hmm. Lysol that yeah. I like disinfect the seat because. Airplanes are like a Petri dish, whether it's now or five Anytime. months ago. Like, it's just, they're just gross. And so I bring my Lysol wipes and I, you know, take my emergency. And I that's just what I, I do when I got vomited on in a plane.
0: Oh, Lord. That would be, that's like my worst nightmare. I'll have to tell that story sometime. Yeah. Mm, because okay. the woman in front of me projectile vomited into her seat. Oh, my gosh. And it deflected over her seat. Oh, my gosh. Into my mouth.
2: Oh, my gosh. See, and you live to tell the
0: story. So So far.
2: Oh my gosh. Remember when I said don't touch me?
0: <laughs> it's like a, touching people. Like a this two is why two years ago. One of the worst things to ever happen to yeah, me. Yeah. That sounds It was terrible. Yeah, it was absolutely terrible. terrible. And I honestly do have compassion for this woman. I think she was yeah. having like a low blood sugar yeah. moment. Anxiety. And there's nothing she could have done about it. And I was sitting <sighs> there and I felt terrible for her, but I also felt terrible for me. Yeah. Because it was horrible.
2: Yeah, it's really bad.
0: I got free alcohol out of it. I, I had wh- a, I had whiskey oh. at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, so that's what
2: clears everything up. So it's fine. But that's what, you know, and Disney has always been really, really great about their cleanliness and the things. And while they haven't released any official statements yet, um, I've heard that more sanitizer stations have gone mm-hmm. up. Their cleanliness is, is top-notch, hospital-grade. So, um, you know, as far as... As that goes, if there's any place I would want to be during a viral outbreak, it's Disney. Because- Why the heck not?
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's capable of making those decisions for themselves, yeah. but I, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't work to be any more, uh, you know, hyped up about it than than you need to be. And and if you are interested in, if or if you're sitting at home and you've got time to spare, yeah. <laughs> email, email Erica at MagicExpeditions.com. Yeah, we can book a year out. So. Yeah. can book your next three vacations all this time spreadsheets color-coded everything
2: 14 days would be probably pretty good time to do
0: that yeah fantastic (laughs) all right well thanks for listening to this edition to the pixie dust podcast erica murphy erica at magic expeditions.com that's erica e-r-i-k-a at magic expeditions.com erica murphy magic expeditions on facebook go find her there and uh, like her page And ask her any questions you have. And you can contact me at Annie Fry Show. That's F-R-E-Y, Annie Fry Show, at gmail.com. And ask questions, share comments, share tips. Love to hear from you as well. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.